Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come to you with a humble heart. We want to learn from you, Father. We ask your Holy Spirit to be our teacher. We want to hear the voice of heaven. Please change our life, Father. We want to be holy like you are. And please teach us, Lord, put your word into our heart and renew our mind. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today I would like to continue to talk about holiness. He wants to change us to be holy people. God is holy. There are many scriptures that talk about the holiness of God. In fact, the Bible mentions God's holiness far more often than any other characteristics of God, including love. He says in the Bible, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 16, Because it is written, Be holy, for I am holy. So God say, I am holy. And he wants us to be holy. What does it mean, holiness? Holiness means otherness. It means separation from all that is imperfect, impure, and unclean. And our God is the holy God. He is blameless. He is pure. He is perfect. He is excellent and worthy of all praise and honor. And when God show up, his Holiness show up as well. And we call the presence of God with His holiness the glory of the Lord. God wants us to live a holy life. Therefore, we're going to learn in this lesson together how God is going to make us holy. He wants us to live in such a way that people can recognize that we have been set apart from the wickedness and the evil thing of the world and we are dedicated to the Holy God. And we need to reveal the characteristic of God as sons and daughters of God. People will know that we are children of God because we live a holy life. We need to exhibit the family characteristic of God. That is holiness. In the process of making us holy, God did something for us and we have to cooperate with Him. Today, I would like to talk about the word sanctification. What does it mean, sanctification? Sanctification means make holy, to make holy. Sanctification means being separated to God and separated from evil things and evil ways of the world. And this sanctification process must come by faith, come through relationship with the Holy God, And his name is Jesus Christ. In Acts chapter 26, verse 18, the Bible says, To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Me means Jesus. So Jesus talked to Apostle Paul that he wants to sanctify. He forgives their sin and he wants to change his people, Christian, born-again Christian, 
little by little. It's a process of changing little by little by faith in Him. He wants us to be holy. So sanctification is a process of changing us by God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11, the Bible says, And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified. Everyone says sanctified. But you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. You can see a few words here. Washed, God washes, cleanses, God sanctifies us, process in the inside of us, little by little, that we will be blameless, we will be holy in our heart, our words, our action, in our soul, in our physical body, everything going to be holy and pure. And the word justify, justify is the position. It means that once you accept Jesus Christ, you turn away from your sin, you repent of your sin, and you're born again, you are justified. You have the position of the saint or of the child of God, even though you are not perfect yet. Justification is a position. Sanctification is a process that you are changed little by little until your life reveals the character of God. Justification is, I'll give you an example. When I make a vow to be American citizen many years ago, once I make that vow and sign the contract, I get the paper of naturalization. I became American. By position, I was justified to become American. But I still need to be sanctified little by little to like to eat some more steak instead of rice and sticky rice and some buntit nướng because my wife is a Vietnamese by background. I need to change little by little to become more Americanized, talking more American slang, having less and less accent and speak much better English American way language. So I'm changing little by little to become more Americanized. Sanctification is the process. Amen? Justification is the position. What is the process? The process that changing us from being the way we were into becoming like Christ. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 15, in other words, our model, the goal, you know, we never seen God. God, the Father, is in heaven. But God knows that in order to understand how to become like Him, He needs to send His Son into the world in the form of a man. So Jesus was 100% God, and He was 100% man. As a man, He showed us how a holy man, how a man without blame, without wrinkle, without stain, walk on earth here. So we can see Jesus by reading the four gospel. And when we see Jesus through our spirit by reading the four gospel, we can have set the goal to walk like him. That's why you need to know Jesus. You need to know how he behaves on earth, how he speaks. So the process of sanctification is to change us to become like Jesus, to grow up in all things. The Bible says, but speaking the truth in love. May grow up. Everyone say grow up. Do you want to grow up? I hope you don't stay baby Christian forever. Some Christian accepted Jesus Christ 20 years ago, but they are still babies. They never grow up. I want you to grow up. God wants you to grow up. You may grow up in all things. Not only just one thing. Everything in life. 
your financial behavior, your sex life, your speech, your tongue, your mouth, your thoughts, your motive, your attitude, the way you behave, the way you act, all things into Him who is the head, that is Christ. God wants us to grow up to become like Christ. If you ask whether Pastor Lao should be your ultimate model or ultimate example, I say wrong. No, I'm not your ultimate example. I'm not your ultimate model. The ultimate model that you should follow is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter three verse eighteen. The Bible say, "But we all with unveiled face, beholding as a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed." Everyone say transform. The other scripture, the Bible say, "Grow up." Mean changing from tier to higher and higher, grow up to become more mature. This one used the word transform into the same image. Whose image? The image of Christ. He wanted to transform us into the image of Christ, from glory, from one level of perfection to another level of perfection, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You can see again from this scripture that God wants to change us from glory to glory to glory into Christ likeness. In Ephesians chapter five verse one, therefore be imitators of God as dear children. We are children of God. We should imitate our Father. We should become like Jesus Christ. How many people want to become like Christ? How many people set the goal personally? I want to become like Christ. How many people want to grow up? How many people want to stay baby forever? If you raise your hand, I need to do the brain transplant, or maybe examine your heart a little bit here. Amen. So God wants to sanctify us, and the Bible say clearly that in this process of sanctification, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit together, all three of them, you know, there is one God. But there are three persons in one God. The all three, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit worked together to sanctify us. It's not only Jesus. It's not only the Holy Spirit. It's not only the Father. All three of them working together to change your life, to transform your life from glory to glory. Let me show the scripture in First Thessalonians. I want to show you a lot of scripture and help you understand how you relate to God. How the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit help you. First Thessalonians chapter five verses twenty-three to twenty-four. Listen carefully, okay? Take it in. Take it in. Now may the God of peace, may the God the Father of peace Himself sanctify you completely, not partially. Before Jesus come back, we will be sanctified completely. May your whole spirit, your soul and body mean everything. Your soul mean your mind, your thinking process, your decision, your emotion, your spirit, and your body be preserved, blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. God the Father is faithful, and He will keep doing it. He will keep changing you and sanctifying you. I believe that it's not by an accident you're sitting in this room today. 
It's not by an accident that you are listening to this MP3 right now or CD. I believe that God ordained the time for you to hear this message so that you can make a decision to be blameless and holy in the eyes of God. Amen. God the Father orchestrated everything to get to you to this point. I believe that God the Father orchestrated my life, planned my life to come to this point that I want to be a holy person, to be a blameless person. Amen. Everyone say, God the Father. Look at God the Son. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, But of Him you are in Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. So God the Son is working in us the process of sanctification and redemption in Christ Jesus. Without Christ Jesus, we cannot be sanctified. Look at another scripture, Ephesians 5, 26, that He, mean Jesus, the Son of the living God, might sanctify and cleanse her, mean the church, with the washing of water by the word. That's why if you don't want to read the Bible, you don't want to listen to teaching CD, you don't want to get into the Word of God, you will never become sanctified. You need to know the Word of God. You need to get into the Word of God. Because Jesus himself sanctified you and me, the church, with the washing of water by the Word. God the Father sanctifying us, God the Son sanctifying us, and now God the Holy Spirit, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. Everyone say, God the Father, God the Son, now God the Holy Spirit. But we are bound to give thanks to God always for you, brethren, beloved by the Lord. Because God, from the beginning, chose you for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit worked directly inside your spirit right now to sanctify you. Romans chapter 15, verse 16, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. I'm so totally convinced. You know, I email a lot of people who ask me, right now a lot of people email me all over, ask me questions about the Bible, about the scripture, because I'm discipling them and shepherding them to be pastor. I always say in, the, in my email or Skype people and talk to people that I am more convinced than ever before that the church and Christian need to welcome the Holy Spirit, need to be filled and filled with the Holy Spirit and let the Holy Spirit fully, without reservation, work in their life. If you want to be holy, you need the Holy Spirit to work in you. You cannot reject the Holy Spirit. You need to yield to the Holy Spirit. You need to give freedom to the Holy Spirit. The church that gives the freedom to the Holy Spirit we have more members who are more holy than the church that quench the Holy Spirit. Because people are going to walk in carnality without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. Period. No if and or but. The Holy Spirit must really rule the church. Must rule your life. Must control your life. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. And such were some of you, but you were watched 
by uh, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. Everyone say by the Spirit of our God. I want to encourage all of you to love the Holy Spirit, to really learn how to be filled and to yield to the Holy Spirit. First Peter chapter one verse two: Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father in sanctification. Of the Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the one to make you holy. You need to allow Him to make you holy. Amen. I just got the email from the south part of Thailand named Songkla, and I'm going there in November. It's interesting that one lady got touched by the fire of God, and after that she became a changed woman. People got saved all the time through her. She became an evangelist. She's a daughter of a pastor wife in. Songkla, and she saw, told me that she saw two visions in about six months apart. The first vision she saw very muscular men try to prepare the iron and make it like a sharp edge sword. And then God showed her in the scripture in the book of Isaiah that in that city, demonic power because the book of Isaiah say demonic power are like a muscular men, and they prepare the iron. To kill people and to destroy people, so God showed her that in that city there are a lot of demons. And then just yesterday she saw another vision. Why she was praying for, with her husband that the Holy Spirit came upon her. She saw vision while she was awake that God is sending the fire of God into that city, Songkla. And at the same time she saw dust and dark crowd come up from the ground and. Form and gather together to become a picture of Satan, but that fire came in like a pillar and hit the ground of Songkra and break everything into pieces. And then God take over the city. And she told me in that city there were two mountains. There are two mountains, and in 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 at the top of each mountain there is a Buddhist temple. So in other words, the whole city is covered by this spirit. And God tried to tell me through this vision that I'm gonna go this November and hit that city with the fire of God. And what I try to say is that the fire of God, the Holy Spirit, comes to clean up people from sin and bondage and demonic power. Why people cannot come out from sin and living in sin? Why people love to watch pornography? Why do people love to read bad books and have tempers and anger? Why do people have bad thoughts and unclean thoughts? Why? Many times because of demonic power on the inside of them, and that's why God need to send His fire into the church, the Holy Spirit, to burn all those junk out of people, to burn all those chaff and all the demonic power out of the city, out of the church, and then you can live a holy life. Amen. We cannot be holy without the fire of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes I call the fire of God the fire of holiness. He's gonna come to clean the church up. Amen. It's gonna be a mess. Whenever the fire come, gonna be a mess, but a mess in a good way. It's like when you perform plastic surgery. The patient gonna look like a mess for a few weeks. When you cut on somebody's face and try to stretch the skin and cut some. 
part of the face gonna swell and you're gonna have some blue and black on your face for a few weeks that is a mess but for the future beauty when God touch you you can look like a mess for a while but it's for the future beauty amen but this fire is not gonna burn the building gonna burn your life to make you holy the Holy Spirit now I'm gonna show you scripture after scripture how our sanctification takes place. I will stop here and continue next time in the revival service because I need to read a lot of scripture and I want to emphasize about the file of God in the next time. But today I want to read many scripture that there, this is the process of sanctification that God is doing. Part of it come from God himself and part of it come from us and part of it we both need to do together as a co-worker. Let's look at the part of God first. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 1, 2. After I read all the scripture, you will be amazed how many times the scripture talk about sanctifying and holiness. But we never study the Bible, so we never know that. It's so important in the heart of God that God wants us to be holy, 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 and sanctified. Amen. Scripture everywhere talking about holiness and sanctification. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. So the first thing, in order to get into the process of sanctification, we must be in Christ Jesus. You cannot be sanctified if you are a non-believer. You cannot be sanctified if you claim yourself you are a Christian, but you have no relationship with Jesus Christ. You cannot be sanctified if you don't have faith in Jesus Christ. You cannot be sanctified if Christ is not in you, but you claim to be a Christian and have a cross on your neck and carry the Bible, but you are not born again. So the process of sanctification starts with you are in Christ. Why you have to be in Christ? Because he is the source of holiness. He's the source of life. Look at John chapter 15. I like this passage of the scripture. John chapter 15. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit. Fruit means two things. The fruit of holiness and the fruit of the ministry. If you don't bear fruit of holiness, you never change, you still live in sin, he takes away, and every branch that bears fruit, he prunes. Prunes means sanctification. He just get rid of that and cut this off and do this. And in the pruning process, it may be hurt, it may be a mess for a while, but you're going to change. That it may bear more fruit. You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me. Everyone say, abide in Christ. And I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit, the fruit of holiness of itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Let me ask this question. When was the last time you were talking to Jesus Christ? When was the last time you really say, Lord Jesus, I love you. I want to please you. I want to live my life for you. When was the last time you tell Jesus, Jesus, you are my lover. I want to spend time with you. 
When was the last time you really, really spent time with Jesus and talking to Him? Some Christian never talked to Jesus for years and years. They are not in Christ. They just go to church for social socialization, for finding a job, finding a girlfriend, finding a boyfriend, but they don't have relationship with Jesus Christ, and that is scary, because they may not make it to heaven. They fool themselves that they are Christian, but they are not. So the first step is that we need to live our life in Christ. Do you have relationship with Christ? Do you abide in Christ? Do you talk to Him? Do you listen to His Spirit? Do you obey Him? Jesus said, "If you love Me, you obey My word." Disobedient Christians do not love Jesus. Amen. Are you in Christ? That is the first question. If you are in Christ. You are the candidate for sanctification. Second one, John 17, verse 19. And for their sakes, I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified by the truth. Jesus said, I sanctify myself. What does it mean? When he was walking on earth 2,000 years ago, he decided that in this physical body, in the human body, he separated himself from sin and evil things, and walk a holy life to show us how to walk a holy life. He is the truth, and He shows us how to walk in the truth. So in other words, not only living in Christ, we need to also see Jesus and see how He walked on earth as our example. He sanctified Himself to be example to us. I encourage you, to really read the full gospel again and again and get to know him and see how he walked on earth here. Amen? Don't think that you know full gospel enough. Keep reading it. Go back and read again and again to know how the Lord walked on earth here, how he sanctified himself. He is our example. Amen? So number two, we are sanctified through the work of Jesus, through the life example and the lifestyle of Jesus Christ as our model. Number three, Hebrews, it's all things done by Jesus. Hebrews 13, 12. Therefore, Jesus also, that he might sanctify the people with his own blood. We are sanctified by the blood of Jesus Christ spiritually. 2,000 years ago, Jesus shed his blood on the cross. And that blood still flowing and flowing and flowing to sanctify, to cleanse, to purge sin out of our life, out of all the believers who are born again. Amen? It's a process of cleansing by the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to believe in the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. We need to believe that we are living in the new covenant. We are not in the Old Testament anymore. We are the people of the new covenant. And you know what is the new covenant? The new covenant of the blood. Which means that everything that we get in this new covenant or new testament or new promise of God come true, the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, this cup is the new covenant of my blood. So we need to value, we need to See the power, the importance of the blood of Jesus Christ as believers. And let the blood of Jesus sanctify us, cleanse us. Acts 26 verse 18. So we need to live our life in Christ, abide in Christ. 
We need to be sanctified by the work of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus Christ, and number four, and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in Me. In other words, sanctification comes by faith, faith in Christ Jesus, in what He did on the cross for you. You need to renew your mind and keep building your faith in the. Power of the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of the cross. When you listen to this, you say, "Yeah, I have faith already. I have faith that Jesus died for me. I have faith that He shed His blood to cleanse me. Yeah, I have faith that He healed me. I have faith that He sanctified me. I have faith." But you know that there are different measures of faith. You may have faith this much, you get this much, but you can grow in faith from this much small faith. More faith, higher faith, higher faith, unlimited faith. You need to keep growing in faith in what Jesus did for you. I admit that today I have more faith in what Jesus did for me than 10 years ago, because the more I study the Bible, the more I experience the power of God and what Jesus did for me. I have more faith. I'm glad that some of you listen to CD. Is Jesus God that I produced a CD many years ago? And build your faith that Jesus is definitely God, and He died for you. So you build your faith in Jesus Christ, and the more you have faith, the more you can let God work in you. God can work to to you through your faith. You need to keep building the faith, and faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Don't miss any sermon. Don't miss the care group. Go listen to the Word. Listen to the CD. Read the Bible out loud to yourself. Get the CD. Of reading the scripture and listening the car, listening, listening, building your faith. Not only that, in First Thessalonians chapter three, verse thirteen, are you okay? Is it too, too difficult to understand? Okay, First Thessalonians three thirteen. We are studying the Bible right now about sanctification, so that He, mean Jesus, may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God. What does it mean? It means that Jesus Christ Himself strengthened your heart daily. In other words, He is working in your spirit every single day to be blameless. How many times you start to think something bad, or you begin to have bad attitude? Maybe you just get mad at somebody, and you just want to revenge, take revenge, and suddenly you hear a voice in your spirit. Don't do that, son. Don't do that, daughter. That is not right. You should forgive and forget. Amen. Or maybe you look at something good in the shopping mall, in the department store, and you think if I pick that up and take it home without pay, it's gonna be okay. No one see it. And suddenly, somebody talk in your heart, inside here. Don't do that, son. Don't do that, daughter. It's not good. You are sinning against me. Have you ever heard that kind of voice? Have you ever heard the spirit of Jesus Christ strengthen your heart and deal with your heart on the inside here? And not only deal with your heart, He strengthen, He establish, He give you power to be able to obey what He say. You just feel the power come upon you, the strength, the strength of God come and say, "Okay, I'm gonna reject this sin." I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna having bad attitude anymore. He strengthened your spirit inside you. 
Thank God you don't need to do this by yourself. It's by the power of God. Amen. Not only that. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 10. By that will we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. You can see that so many scriptures talk about what Jesus has done and is doing for us so that we can be holy. Jesus did a lot and is doing a lot. Jesus died on the cross. He allowed his body to be crucified on the cross so that we can be sanctified. The death of Jesus Christ take away the sin, take away all the bondage from us. Amen? Everyone say, Jesus, thank you so much for what you have done for me. Wow, without Jesus, there's no way that you become a holy person. Religion will not help you. Theology will not help you. Doctrine will not help you. The person will help you. And that person named Jesus Christ. You need to have relationship with Jesus. Amen? And have faith in Him and walk with Him and obey Him and love Him. Amen. John chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. How does God sanctify us? How God the Father sanctify us? By the word. By the truth. That's why as Christians, we need to study the Bible. We need to know the truth. We know the truth not just to decorate our brain. Not just to be able to boast that I know a lot and I can teach, I can preach. No, no, no. I never studied the Bible to preach. Do you know that I studied the Bible for myself first? I don't come here to preach the word because I want to show off I know the word. I want to practice the word first. I study the word of God in order to sanctify myself first. We study the word to change first, to be sanctified, to be holy and pure first, not to teach, not to go to the Sunday school class to tell people what I know, but let the truth change you from the inside first. Amen? Not only that. Now it's our job. Romans chapter 6, verse 19 and verse 22. I speak in human terms because of the weakness of your flesh. For just as you presented your members, everyone say members, as slaves to uncleanness and of lawlessness, leading to more lawlessness, so now present your members as slaves of righteousness for holiness. Verse 22. But now having been set free from sin, having become slaves of God, you have your fruit to Holiness, you remember a while ago when I read John chapter 15, Jesus talked about fruit, the fruit to holiness and the end everlasting life. So another principle of how to live a holy life. This is the daily, daily decision we make from the time you wake up to the time you go to bed. That you will use your members, your eyes, your brain, your hair, your heart, your lung, your skin, your hand, your feet, your mouth, your nose, your ear, every member of your life as a slave to righteousness. You don't use your hand as slave of sin. It's a daily decision. Are you going to write email to gossip about people? 
Are you gonna write something and put in the blog to attack somebody? That is not love. That is hatred. It's sin. Are you gonna use your mouth to talk bad about somebody and cause that person to lose their reputation? Are you gonna use your body to sin, your members to sin, or for righteousness? Amen. Are you gonna use your finger to click on the mouse to look at the pornography? Are you going to click to look at the movie of Jesus Christ? What are you going to use your eyes for? You need to make decisions every day. I don't want to use my members for sin. I want to use my member for righteousness to holiness. This is a daily decision that we need to make. Amen? Let's look at another one. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 14. Pursue peace with all people. And holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. So make it simple word. Make every effort to live a holy life. You need to make every effort. Pursue. What does it mean? Pursue. Can you help me? Chase after. Determinedly. Driving for. Is that right? You drive for holiness. You want it. You do everything you can with your, all of your effort to get to become holy. That is the decision you make. Amen? Do everything. If, for example, somebody in the group, in your office, are gossiping, you make effort to get out of that chair and walk away into another room and don't sit there and gossip with them. Amen? Maybe somebody, I heard from... Pastor Dad, there is a website. She told me yesterday, there's a website to teach people how to cheat their wife. All the tricks to cheat their wife. That website should be burned down. It's bad. Can you imagine people putting a website how to cheat the wife? When you see that website, you have to make every, every effort to click it off right away. Make every effort not to read it. If you have a bad book in your house, you need to make every effort to burn it. Don't keep all the bad things in your house. Make every effort to live a holy life. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 10. This is painful. For they indeed for a few days chasten us as seemed best to them. But he, mean the Father, for our profit that we may be partakers of his Holiness. This scripture means that in order to keep us holy, sometimes God needs to spank us. God needs to do something. Spank us, discipline us, cause us to face trouble so that we can repent. God's discipline is one of the process of sanctification. I listened to a testimony of a one man who was a preacher. I shared this story many times. I heard this from himself, okay? This is not reading some book. He told me directly. I listened with my own ears. He said that when he was a young believer, he was very naughty, naughty, naughty. He missed church all the time. He cheat money. He didn't pay tithe. He didn't give money to God. He just naughty, naughty. He was a believer. And one day when he was young, only maybe, I don't remember the age, maybe 35 years old, he got afflicted by liver cancer. And liver cancer is fatal. 
No doctor can heal liver cancer yet. It's very bad. You die within a year. He was in the hospital, sick, and when he come out, he realized that the day that he stay in the hospital is equal to the day that he missed church on Sunday. God take it back. But he was healed by God. He repented in the hospital. God, I'm sorry. I missed church. I steal money from you. I don't pay tithe. Now I have to pay all these doctors. And I have to lie in the hospital instead of being in the church on Sunday. I cheated you. Time and money. And I paid. God disciplined him. And later on, he became a missionary. Go out and preach in other countries. And I met him many years ago. He told me the story. God disciplined me and Pastor Dar many times. We don't want to tell you story though. You don't want to hear it. We got disciplined many times and we repented to shape us into the right direction. Amen. How many people want God to spank you? Raise your hand up. You want God to spank you? You should say like this: I don't want God to spank me. I want to live a holy life now, so that I don't need to get spanked. <laughs> If you want God to spank you, it means you want to sin, and God spank you. Amen. Another scripture: Matthew three eleven twelve. I indeed. Baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I. Mean Jesus, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fan is in his hand, and he will thoroughly clean out his threshing floor. Threshing floor is not hell. Threshing floor is the church. His threshing floor. Is the local church, and gather his wheat into the barn, and he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. A lot of people misunderstand unquenchable fire mean hell. No, this unquenchable fire is the fire of the Holy Ghost that no one can quench, and this fire of the Holy Ghost will burn the chaff, will clean up the church to be holy. Don't run away when the fire of God is moving. Don't run to the door and run away, because God sent the fire of God, His fire, into the church for your benefit, to cleanse you, to burn all the chaff, all the junk out of your life, all the wrong attitude, all the wrong motive, all the bad thinking and stronghold and demonic power. He wants to clean you up little by little. Until you become more holy, like Christ, get into the fire. Let Him burn all the junk out of you. The threshing floor. You are His threshing floor. He wants to burn you with unquenchable fire. I will continue next time about this in detail. I want to stop here because of the time issue. But what I want to say is this: Please make a decision to be holy. To be blameless. There are many reasons you should do that. Number one, if you live a holy life, God promises His presence around you, and His presence will protect you. Psalm 91, the presence of God will protect you. The enemy comes seven direction, uh, come that one direction, will flee away seven directions. If you live a holy life, your enemy will fall before you. 
Not only that, if you live a holy life, you will not bring curses and demonic activity into destroy you. You will live a long life. You will not die young. You will not have cancer. You will not have a lot of bad stuff in you. Your kids will be blessed. Your children, your grandchildren will be blessed to the thousand generation because you live a holy life. There are so many benefits of living a holy life. Don't play with sin anymore. Don't don't say you know what a big deal. I can do whatever I want. I don't care. You are seeking trouble. Sin is not your friend. Demons are not your friend. The devil is not your friend. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. If you want to stay away from the devil, that he cannot attack you and touch you, you need to live a holy life. He cannot touch you. I mean, he may try to touch you, but you're going to win eventually because you live a holy life. Amen. So this is important for you. I want to see every member of this church live a long, long life, 250 years old. <laughs> Not only long life, God gonna add days to your life, and not only that, you live a long, healthy life. You'll be strong. You'll be wealthy. You just can walk without knee problem, back problem. God will bless you. God will use you to bless the nations. But in order to go that direction, you need to make sure you live a holy life, because sin will destroy you. Sin will take your life away. You will die young, get into trouble, get a heart attack, get cancer, get diseases, because sin come to destroy. Amen. Make sure that our church will stay in the fire of God. As long as I live, this church will stay in the fire. And I beg you, those who lead this church in the next generation, one day I will be with the Lord. Those next pastor need to stay in the fire, because I believe with all my heart, Jesus Christ is coming back to the holy bride. He is coming back to the church that is blameless, full of holiness, not the harlot, not the prostitute who play with the sin of the world. He's coming back to the church that let him cleanse and purge and get rid of all the sin in the church. I love to build churches. That's my passion. God spoke to me. My church must have two characteristics on the inside. When people look into the church, people outside will see two things. Number one. Holiness. Number two, love. That's my goal. Every church that I take care and pastor in the world, under my supervision and my anointing, will have these two characteristics: holiness and love. Without these two things, that is not the real church. That is. Just a social club. Just people gather together to socialize together. The real church of the Lord Jesus Christ will get into holiness. Not legalism. Don't mis don't misunderstand me. I'm not believing in legalism. Holiness is about life on the inside that reveal out from inside, not law 
on the outside and force you to do things. It's from the heart here. Two, the church must be full of love. Love is a trademark of Christianity. Holiness and love. Everyone say holiness. Everyone say love. As long as I live, that's my goal, and I'm not going to compromise this principle to make a big church to please anybody. I'm not going to compromise this principle to make a big stadium so that a lot of people will come to this church and enjoy nice preaching. Because I believe it's better to please the Lord than to please man. The Church of Jesus Christ must be holy and loving. I want to encourage you tonight to be that kind of people. Amen. I'm going to stand on that until I die, because that is the assignment God gave to me how to build the church, and I believe it's biblical. I believe that is the heart of God. Amen. Hallelujah. How many people want God to change you to be holy tonight? How many people tired of certain behavior and? Attitude that you have that you want God to get rid of. You want to change. How many people struggle with some sin in your life? I tell you the truth. I am struggling with some sin too. So I'm still dealing with it myself. Actually, I I, I tell you the truth right now, so that you will not guess what sin. I, I'm concerned that my wife gonna think what sin. Not about woman. The thing that I struggle the most is to forgive those who hurt me. Because as a pastor, I love people so much. I pour out my life to help people, money, time, everything. But it's so difficult to forgive and to love people who turn around and bite you after you do good to them. It's very difficult, and I have to admit, before the Lord and before the members of this church, this is a struggling I have. I'm dealing with it. I'm dealing. With it. I repent. I ask God to really put more love in me that I can love my enemy and forgive those who hurt my feeling, those who bite my back and try to destroy me. And I, I think this is the package that comes with being a pastor. That you're gonna get betrayed and get people to hurt your feeling because you love people so much and you do to do good to people, but some people are gonna hurt you. That's normal. But I have to deal with it. You see, I'm not perfect. I'm still human, and I admit to you, this is my struggling. I'm getting better every day. God is dealing with me. Lately, I prepared a sermon called "Love Never Fails." I prepared that for myself. The love never fails. I still need to love those who persecute me and hurt my feeling. I need to love them. I need to walk in love. And love. Is a characteristic of Christians. Amen. I confess with all of you right now. That's my struggling. Nothing else, money, anything else. I think the devil know my weakness, so he uses this to attack me all the time, to get somebody to hurt my feeling all the time. But I'm gonna overcome it until I become like Christ Jesus. Amen. You may have other struggling. You don't need to tell me. I don't want to know. I have enough of my own problem. You don't need to tell. Me. I don't want to know your problem. Let the Holy Spirit deal with you tonight. Don't tell me. Let God deal with you. I have enough of my own problem. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. So when you come to receive the file of God, come with faith. Come with hunger. Come with the attitudes that God, tonight, do something in my life. I want to change. This is not a religion. This is not a tradition. This is holy. This is a holy ground that God sent His fire to burn His church. But many times when I went out to the mission field, many people saw visions when they lay hand on people. This one time they saw vision of the river of fire came down from the throne room of God and flood the whole room. Another time, another man saw the vision of balls of fire that Jesus was standing at his his seat and he threw the fire ball, big ball, not small ball, big ball into that meeting room. I got another email this morning. A lady got touched by God, and she saw the fire of God came upon her and burned her with her eyes. I mean, in front of her eyes, just the fire of God came and burned her life, and she was changed after that. So this is real in the spiritual world. You don't see the fire of God, but it's real, and God's gonna do something for you tonight. Amen. That's my job. I am an arsonist. You know, arsonist mean. Arsonist mean a specialist who like to burn somebody's house. I like to burn people. I'm a spiritual arsonist. I love to pull out my match. Pour the kerosene. That's my job. To get the fire of God, burn people, to make them beautiful, like Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah! <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Stephen, let's get the fire, Stephen. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Lift your hand. Believe. That the file of God will help you, change you from glory to glory to glory. Today you will be changed by His fire. You will never be the same. Have faith. Walk by faith. Believe that whatever He is doing to you will cause eternal change. Change you from glory to glory. So that you can be sent to the nation to preach the gospel, you can preach victory, the victory of Jesus Christ that He has given to you by His Spirit. It's not just a theory, but it's the reality of your life. It's the manifestation of the Spirit in you. The promise of God will be fulfilled in your life. Believe, received by faith. In Jesus' mighty name, Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Father, I pray the fire of God come upon him, change him, melt him, burn. The oil is gone, the chaff is removed, is burned by the fire of God. Never be the same. 
feel right now. Fire! Feel right now. Feel right now. Burn the curses, the chain and bondage. The prison door open, and he come out from the prison of his life. His spirit is set free tonight. His soul is set free tonight. Yes, by the fight of the living God. Yes, Lord, touch him, change him, fire, burn on the inside of him. Now, in the name of Jesus, fire, 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 burn, fire, fire. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah, Margaret, come here. this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me your tired, you said.